Good news, good news, good news. Welcome to this Good News Friday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Barsh. Maybe I should say good news six times instead of three. I always like to do it in threes. It's kind of a trinity thing. Holy, holy, holy. Good news, good news, good news. But we have not one but two outstanding resources to share with you today that we're giving away. This is, I mean, I have the best job in the world. Absolutely no question about it. Jonathan Kane from Journey will be joining us today here on The Bottom Line. Uh, Jonathan has become a friend of the program over the past couple of years. And what many people don't realize, he's been very strong in his faith in Christ for about the past decade. He grew up in the church and then uh, had a rather traumatic experience you can read about in his autobiography. I first met him four, almost five years ago when that book came out, Don't Stop Believing where he tells the story of growing up uh, Catholic and having a uh, just a horrific experience. There was a fire at the school he was going at, and he really went through one of those where was God, why did my friends perish type of moments. And so he uh, carried his way uh, you know, through life and adult years and rock and roll success and everything. Don't stop believing was a phrase his dad used to use. It was an expression. Whenever he'd call him and say, Dad, I'm depressed. I don't think I'm going to make it or whatever. He'd say, don't stop believing, Johnny. And, uh, well, the rest is history. This song is one of the most popular uh, pop songs of all time. But about a decade ago, uh, Jonathan Cain met a young woman by the name of Paula. And uh, she, they, she's a pastor uh, involved in ministry. And uh, they wound up falling in love. And she wound up leading him back to Christ. I mean, literally helping him to get past the, okay, I believe there's a God, now what type of stage. And so for the past decade, well, they've been married eight years. Uh, celebrated their eighth wedding anniversary this past Tuesday. And it was during that time that uh, he recommitted his life to the Lord and still doing the journey thing, still making a fairly good living doing that into his 70s now. But he started writing praise and worship music and he started working as the uh, the praise leader, if you will, at his church. And so he's got a new Christmas album out and uh, we're going to talk about it. We'll feature some of the songs off it too. It's called Christmas is Love. And um, it, it's a, just a, it's a delightful five-song extended play album. They call it a, an EP, if you will, extended play single. And Jonathan's going to talk about that, and we're going to give away some digital downloads for that. Also, speaking of the peace of Christ that comes at Christmas time, Jack Countryman may not be a familiar name to you, but there's a very strong uh, possibility that you have either purchased or received or given a Jack Countryman devotional book. Jay Countryman, through part of Thomas Nelson, Arguably one of the most successful devotional books ever. And the Jack Countryman, 93 years young, is going to join me in hour number two of the program today to talk about a new devotional book of his, just in time for Christmas, called Peace. So uh, we'll talk about that, uh, and we'll have copies of that to give away, too. So lots of good news, lots of encouraging stories, and uh, ways for you to... uh, you know, be encouraged and also maybe win something fun. So uh, glad you tuned into the Bottom Line Show today. Hey, you know, remember um, during the uh, pandemic when it seemed like a lot of people were questioning their faith in Christ and then all of a sudden we start showing up with our good news stories and we start encouraging people as best we possibly can with the, uh, the, the kind of archaeological facts about our faith in Christ, the validity of the Bible, et cetera, et cetera. There was a story that came out, I think it was uh, maybe in Wednesday or Thursday this week, about uh, these amateur uh, digging people, three guys or three, two guys and a girl, whatever it was, somewhere in Australia. And they came across what they claim is a bone from a juvenile version of some paleotony, some d- dinosaur type of thing. 
And scientists are saying it's 100 million years old. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm all for exploration. I'm all for digging. I think it's uh, wonderful. But at the same time, isn't it possible that sometimes we'll find some people like who uncover what turned out to be the Dead Sea Scrolls and go, wow, what a, what a tremendous find. And other times it's like, hey, three dudes out in Australia found something and now they're claiming it's a 100 million year old dinosaur. You know, when we do our due diligence, when we go on the digs, you have to ask the question, okay, well, how can this be verified? I think about the scripture passages that talk about people who pray in tongues or speak in tongues. Now, full disclosure, I've never spoken in tongues before. Uh, there have been times when I've been frustrated and I uh, was barking at one of my kids, and next thing you know, it kind of came out all... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> or you wake up first thing in the morning and answer the phone, you're like, oh, what's not and you can't really make out what you're saying. Um, that's not speaking in tongues, obviously, though it's speaking in some kind of foreign tongue. But Scripture is very clear that if someone gets the gift of tongues and they speak, that someone else will be given the gift of interpretation, and then it doesn't become sensationalized, it doesn't become trivialized, etc., etc. I think the same holds true with good research. One of the biggest challenges, my researching daughter likes to tell me, biggest challenges of the 21st century part that we're in right now is that a lot of scientific research scientific research is being conducted, but it's not being conducted the way you'd expect it to be conducted. Like, for example, she's working on her PhD dissertation right now. And working on her PhD dissertation, what she is doing is she's running some tests. She's, Kaylee's studying uh, the effects of diet and exercise on the gut bio, some, something in your digestive system as it pertains to Parkinson's disease. Is, are there foods that are causing Parkinson's, but is it possible that a change in diet and adding some exercise to your routine can actually treat Parkinson's? Because, for, you know, for all the Michael J. Fox people in the world who are battling this, there is no known cure per se, but diet and exercise seem to be improving the health lot of people who are in that situation. So as she's doing her study, she has a, an hypothesis and hypothesis, and then they have to do something called a control group. And in the control group, what you find, of course, is that they say, okay, well, we're, we're going to test the effects of, I'll just use a random sample. We're going to test the effects of sugar on the diet of people in their 60s. So you get a bunch of people in their 60s, equal parts, men and women, similar height, weight, that type of thing. And the sugar group gets nothing but sugary foods, sugary sodas, et cetera, et cetera, for a week. And the other group does not. The other group would be called the control group. They get a normal balanced diet, lots of water, plenty of rest and stuff like that. And then you take a look at the effects on the sugar group. And then you take a look at the other group, the control group, as they call it. And then you can base your findings. Well, in a lot of scientific studies these days, evidently, there aren't really control groups. Rather, there are controlled outcomes. We want to test and see whether or not climate change is a big problem in South America. So what do we do? We give you a grant for a million dollars, and we want you to come back with basically that hypothesis proven. See, good research should be, I believe. Um, I have a hypothesis. I, I want to try and test this theory to see if it's true. And then I'm going to come back with my results. Fair enough. So when I hear a story like this discovery in Australia, I'm like, okay, well, I get it, but what do you have to compare it against? And I haven't done enough due diligence in it to actually report on it. It's just a headline I saw. But I wonder how much of science, especially archaeological discoveries, have kind of fallen in that category too. 
hey, we've got a million dollars for anybody who can find a bone that looks like a uh, brontosaurus rex or whatever, or tyrannosaurus rex. Well, <laughs> how about just, I mean, my, my crazy brain, why don't we go on this journey and we'll find a certain area where there's a certain dig and there are certain requirements and you have to use certain instruments and there's a whole team of people around. And then if one person finds something, what do we do? We get everybody else involved and we do some tests. We do some carbon dating and we check for uh, soft tissue and things that whatever it is that scientists do. See, I talk a great game, but I don't know what I'm talking about. But nonetheless, um, it's interesting to see how in Israel and uh, parts of the Middle East, there are discoveries that come up all the time. And by the time they get to us, they've been vetted and tested and tested and vetted. Case in point, uh, there's a very interesting uh, discovery that came out of early Christianity and it is referred to as something called the burnt church. The Susita Hippos, an archaeological site in Israel, is located on a hill overlooking the Sea of Galilee and somewhere between the 3rd and 7th century, well 3rd century BC and the 7th century AD, it was the site of a Greco-Roman city. Researchers have recently uncovered four new inscriptions near Galilee that actually showcase evidence of an early Christianity site at a site commonly known as something called the Burnt Church. Now, it was called the Burnt Church because it was burned down by Persian invaders in the early 7th century AD. Here's what the inscription said, and this was reported by All Israel News uh, back in late November. Uh, they were discovered while archaeologists were cleaning Byzantine mosaics at the Mardrion of Theodor's church in Hippos, near the Sea of Galilee. One Greek inscription that read like this, Offering in favor of salvation and succor for Urania and Theodorus, Lord God, please accept. Amen. In the time of indiction 4 and year 619. Now, Professor Gregor Staub of the Institute of Classical Studies at the University of Cologne in Germany said that Urania and Theodorus likely created a private chapel as a final resting place for themselves at the site. He then went on to explain that the structure of the inscriptions implied that the Greek language had become distorted by local languages. He said the language of the mosaic inscriptions shows a remarkably strong decline in both the phonetic rendering and in the, in the grammatical rules. In other words, kind of like what you see with about English in the United States here in 2022. Uh, professor continued, it was unthinkable to come up with the idea of using a language other than Greek, even if one was aware that this language is no longer mastered to the extent actually required. The original language of Christian liturgy and prayer to God was Greek. So it had to be considered impossible to deviate from using that in the Christian context. What's interesting is this church is one of seven that has been discovered in this area. And it's the type of thing that kind of, once again, confirms biblical Christianity and the timeline that we have with Scripture. But this is something that's been tested and retested and tested again. Notice that this is a, an inscription for, there are four inscriptions at one church and there are seven churches in the area. And we have a much better feel for what actually happened here as pertains to early Christianity than three dudes out finding what may or may not be a prehistoric dinosaur bone. Uh, this is not to uh, poo-poo paleontology by any stretch of the imagination, but rather to say when we're doing our ar archaeology and doing our due diligence 
let's make sure that we're doing it, D-O-I-N-G, and do you, D-U-E, due diligence correctly and in a way that's gone uttering. Not that we're going in saying, I want to prove something. I'm going to test the hypothesis and see if it works. See, that's the great thing about Scripture. You can challenge Scripture all you want to. Eventually, you'll find out that Scripture's right. <laughs> but you can challenge it. You can test the Lord. You can taste and see that he's good. This archaeological evidence of the uh, remains from the burnt church, uh, just another example of that. We'll put the article up at thebottomlineshow.com. You can have a look for it. Look at it for yourself. As we continue, don't stop believing in the Christmas season. Christmas is love is the new extended play single from our, our collection of singles from Journey keyboardist Jonathan Kane. He's going to join me to talk about it next as the bottom line continues. Roger Marsh here. Just want to take a moment to thank you for the outstanding support that you've shown to our friends at Preborn. Up to this point, we have a remarkable report to share with you. Uh, Preborn last year placed 25 ultrasound machines in pregnancy health centers all over the country. And this year, they're going to add one more. Thanks to bottom line listeners, you have raised over $15,000 for the purpose of putting an ultrasound machine in a pregnancy health center. But there's more. You've also raised enough money to save the lives of 240 babies. That's right. Their moms come into a preborn clinic. For every 100 women who come in, 83 will have an ultrasound and see the baby's image and decide, oh my gosh, that's my son, that's my daughter. They hear the heartbeat and they get excited either to become new parents or to become parents who will release those children for adoption. Your $28 donation makes this possible. A $280 donation means that 10 babies' lives are saved. $2,800 will save 100 babies. $1,400 will save 50. Now give us a call at 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com today. You'll see a pre-born banner. Click on that banner and make your donation. It takes less than 28 seconds to make a $28 donation that will save a baby's life. Contact Preborn right now. Well, special guest joining me today for what has become our annual visit here on the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Jonathan Kane, keyboardist extraordinaire, uh, legendary musician with that rock group that uh, he's been touring with for how many years have you been in journey jonathan 41 my goodness i mean that's but the, there are marriages that don't last that long in rock and roll and yet you guys are still uh, for better or for worse you're still hanging in there welcome back to the bottom line show by the way thank you roger great to have Let, let's let's talk about this this christmas album and christmas is uh, one of the things that i have enjoyed so much about listening to this it's kind of been on repeat on my machine is the fact that I, your melodies are so singable. I, I, they, and again, I'm, I have kind of a cursory understanding of music compared to what you do, but I, I just love listening to the melodies. It's kind of a dying art in modern music. You've got a modern feel, but you, really lyrical and, and the melodies are beautiful. Talk about the creative process for you in putting these Christmas albums together. Yeah, you know, I started out uh, as the worship leader in my house uh, on Christmas around the piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, I business to learn all the cool Christmas songs uh, and my family would join in and their friends would come over and uh, for two weeks we'd sing these these hymns and these unforgettable songs you know uh, Mel Torme, Nat King Cole you know of course being a church um, it was you know we're constantly worshiping you know in, in a Catholic church it's a great honor to be in the choir and so I did that for years. And so Christmas always kind of been near and dear to my heart. You know, I understood it um, from a melodic standpoint, like what is Christmas, you know? And then mm-hmm. I had opportunity to create a pageant for my 
my kids had a, an elementary school. They wanted to do something for Christmas. And so I, I started out with this song, um, If Every Day Were Like Christmas. And it's all kids singing this, you know, uh, beautiful, bringing peace and joy. Why can't every every day be like Christmas kind of thing? And uh, then we did a whole pageant. So there were 10, 12 songs that I had created for the kids. And then moving you know, forward, it was when I released uh, What God Wants to Hear, um, my first worship album. I think the the guy in the label he dared me if I to write a, to come out with a Christmas film. You know, you have. Uh -huh. any, he said, "I'll need it next July." I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> you know? So I, I just kind of took it as a challenge and started looking in the Bible and you know really studying scripture and looking into Matthew and Mark and Luke and I'm like, whoa, there's some lot of cool stuff in here. Because um, I always like to keep the scripture in my music you know yes yes we back to it a lot and so in 2017 i created unsung noel which is, is a double vinyl actually um and uh it got a a nod from the grammy uh awards uh on the long on the long list you know so you don't get published if you're on the but i made it uh yeah. so, so i kind of hit hit a, hit a chord you know and of course i did an uh a performance at the church uh, a couple years ago that ended up on Amazon Prime um, with those songs, you know. And so I'm kind of updating this concert I do every year. Um, and that was another reason why I wanted to write more music so I could add more, you know, freshen up the show with some different things, you know. Um, and so, you know, there's more to it than Jingle Bells, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there really is. Jonathan Kane is my guest today here on the bottom line. And for those who are watching on My Hope Now, of course, you get a chance to see our conversation. We've got a link for Christmas is Love, which is the new EP from Jonathan Kane up at the bottom line show dot com. And, uh, you know, I, I'm so glad you said that because I think there's a tendency, especially for people. I mean, you understand the business side, obviously, what we're talking about. If you're Jonathan Kane, if you're Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, there's that if you want people to pay attention to Christmas, you realize a lot of Christians do enjoy the, the classics and the, the idea that they're the contemporary side of that for the church is there aren't too many breath of heavens that come your way. And the thing that's what I loved about uh, Christmas is love is it, it's very singable. It's very relatable right off the bat, you know, in the modern contemporary style, which is, you know, you hear it a couple of times and you could pretty much pick it up. But then there's this depth that goes along with it, too. Um, talk about that. Are you playing all the instruments on this record, Jonathan Kane? I actually did the demos and uh, okay. played, you know, guitar and keyboards and bass and drums and all that. And then mm -hmm. what that gets uh, translated by my Nashville team, who are these lovely Christian guys uh, that yeah. play all the records, you know. Uh, and so they're so good. Um, you could just go in and, you know, you can do an album in a couple of days, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of lay the blueprint out. And and, and for me, I wanted to keep it uh, melodic. I think um, there are some definite moves that are Christmassy, you know, that sound like Christmas. And mm -hmm. um, I was able to capture that on the first uh, Unsung Noel album. Uh, and so I thought, yeah, it's, you know, make it singable, make it fun. Uh, and I wanted to get a little joy, you know, as well. Uh, uh, you know, a little energy. And that's when hope is born. I needed something up tempo and I wanted to start the EP with something, had yeah. a little fun. And, and it was really fun to actually write a rock and roll 
Christmas worship song. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, I I love that. I mean, this is the kind of I mentioned that I've got it on repeat from uh, my player, and the idea that you've got in 20 minutes you cover the really the gamut of Christmas, the the love aspect of it, and uh, people are going to love hearing this and singing this. We have that link for Christmas is Love at uh, thebottomlineshow.com. Where's the best place for us to get your music, Jonathan? I mean, I know a lot of people would say, okay, I'll just go to like an Amazon or something like that. Well, I that on iTunes has it. Uh, you can you can uh, preview it on Spotify. Um, I I have a Spotify channel, and uh, we're coming up with physical copies soon. Um, I'll I'll have on JonathanCain.org, where you can you know check out. And of course, if you like this one, then you need to go listen to Unsung Noel because right. it is it is a deep one. It goes into uh, lots of different places at Christmas, you know. And uh, it, it's interesting for me is that you know, the greatest act of love a father can offer is his son, you know, mm-hmm. his only son. And when I think about how much God loves us to give us his only son, you know, it's from, it's just, you know, I don't have words to say. Right. It's right. a miracle. It's a wonder of wonders, you know, it yeah. is the one that very essence of the idea, you know, Jesus did come for love, you know, and in so many ways, you know, I was just thinking about his first miracle it was at a wedding. Mm-hmm. How much did he love? He knew how important that that marriage was, you know, that, right. that our, the sacrifice of, you know, getting together. The covenant of marriage is what I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. Marriage. He, cool. he recognized uh, and that he chose to come as man. You know what I mean? That, and here's God's only son. And you go. How profound is that? You know, that's just like you got to magnify these little things that we sometimes overlook. It's like that's not a little thing. That's a huge thing. You know, yeah. So, yeah, that's I was a as an observer of music um, of people uh, and, and especially the Bible um, getting into the scriptures and, and, and writing um, what was written, you know, and singing what was written um try to be true to that story just the idea of the star of bethlehem just showing up out of nowhere i mean astrologers still can't figure out what hmm. what's going on up there you know yeah. um angels coming to joseph and mary and you know and then joseph having to swallow the whole thing and go yeah i got this <laughs> um yeah. uh, it was you know and then to have these dark dangerous times you know it was not a, a a welcoming place, you know, where Jesus was born. And, and that's what I think is so ironic that you have this, this grace and this darkness, you know, and it's like the, the dark and the light and the way the light prevailed. Great conversation today with Jonathan Kane of Journey here on the Bottom Line Show. Christmas is Love is the name of the EP. We've got a link for it up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this discussion in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to this Good News Friday edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Jonathan Kane from Journey, my guest today here on the program. We're talking about his brand new extended play, well, it's a, we used to call them EPs. It means it's longer than a single, but it's not quite a full album. It's got five songs on it. runs about 20 minutes or so. It's called Christmas is Love. We have a couple of digital downloads of this album for you. 
I mean, we've got a link for jonathancain.org up at the bottomlineshow.com where you can purchase this. But we've got a couple of freebies right now. I would love to give them to you. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. Talk to Crystal or Teresa. And please know that we'll send you a goodie bag. Just the download, we're just going to send you a link for that. Okay, so if you don't care for digital downloads, then this is not the giveaway for you. But if you'd love to get a free copy of Jonathan Cain's new album, Christmas is Love, and download it into your mobile device and play it around the house at Christmas time, I highly recommend you do so. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. More of my conversation with Jonathan Cain coming up next as the bottom line continues. Bless your children with the help you've always wanted to give them. Newport Bay Mortgage works with your unique circumstances to explain the benefits of a reverse mortgage in today's market. Act now and provide for your family in need by gifting them a fraction of the fruits of your labor. With Newport Bay Mortgage, you can clarify the advantages of a reverse mortgage in your specific situation with professional insights on the current market. Sharing the rewards of a reverse mortgage is a valuable act of service that helps your loved ones establish valuable financial security for the future. Use the gift from your home to contribute towards God's work and plans by blessing your family in need with real financial help. Make up your mind today to make a difference in the lives of those who mean the most to you. Start by calling Newport Bay Mortgage at 714-741-8080. 714-741-8080. Visit kbrightradio.com slash reverse or NMLS 332959. Newport Bay Mortgage is an equal opportunity housing lender. Jonathan Kane today here on the Bottom Line Show. We're talking about an album of his called Christmas is Love, which is up at thebottomlineshow.com. And jonathancain.org is where we find uh, direct access once the uh, physical products are out as well. And we're looking forward to having that up there on our website as, as well. One of the things that you talk about, the, the love aspect, and God loving the world so much that he sent his son in human form, that he walked the earth with all of us, that there's a part of the Christmas story, too, that I think sometimes kind of catches us off guard. And that is not only the loving part, obviously, but the kind of relentless part, the, the relentless pursuit that God has for us. And I know that your testimony is a testament to that, the fact that the seeds of faith were sown in your heart when you were young, and then the, the world and events and things like that kind of drove you away. And now here you are back in the fold. And I mean, it, just with a, I don't want to say with a vengeance, but I mean, with a passion, with a gusto, I guess is the, the oh, better well, way. Yeah, I think I think that, you know, meeting Paula really uh, restored me, mm-hmm. um, encouraged me to uh, repent and, 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 and reset, you know, uh, and because I told when I first met her on Southwest Airlines, I, my when I found her, she was a pastor. I said, how come I don't hear from God anymore? How am I, mm. I hear once in a while, I don't hear him, you know, and she said, well, you know, it takes work. You're going to have to pray it back, you know, pray, pray him in, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really that it's never too late to return, you know, to his love because that's all yeah. he ever. He's not a he's a good God. He's not a judging God. You know, we make it harder on ourselves than we need to. And I think yeah. Christmas is a good time to reset. It's a good time to uh, to return to intimate idea. Maybe prayer once a day. You know, be still and prayer in the morning or night, whatever. I like to sometimes just go walking and, and pray. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel the art of prayer is almost getting lost, you know, and you, you, you can't just show up at church and expect God to, to, to hear, to hear from God. You know, you, it takes more than that. 
you know, it takes commitment, you know, that um, it's intimate. It's not, you know, church. It's, yeah. it's between you and him. And that's what I love about our God. He's so faithful. And once you surrender to that idea, uh, it's going to take energy from you and your heart in your soul, you know, to, to reunite. So this Christmas is a good chance for a lot of people to reconnect and, and find a deeper connection with him, you know, and, and understand the message of salvation. Mm. I love that, that, that word of evangelism and exhortation from Jonathan Kane today here on the bottom line, the album is called Christmas is love. We've got a link for it up at the bottom line show.com. And I highly recommend it. It's an, the kind of extended play music that you want to have on in your home while people are there and about. I mean, it's going to it'll repeat itself every half hour or so, which is great uh, because the songs are very listenable, very singable. They sound, uh, Jonathan, I, I wanted to get your take on this. Uh, to me, a lot of your, just your, your worship music does sound like prayer to me. It sounds like musical prayer. It's, it doesn't feel like that when you're writing it. Absolutely. I, it's, it's the way I found it to be a, a, a form of my worship, my way of worshiping with him, uh, intimately with, with him and then, and getting just diving into the scripture and looking um, for the things that I feel like need to be said, you know, and um, the things that haven't been said, you know, they haven't been sung. And uh, as a psalmist that I feel so strongly that that's my, that's why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, there's a lot of worship music. Um, but I, when I first dive in, dove into it, I realized there, what, they, where's the word here? You know, wait, how come we don't have the word, you know, back into it? And if you, you listen to the last album I did, Arise, mm -hmm. uh, there's just a lot of references to some great uh, scripture um, and uh, Psalms. And, you know, it's just full of music when I see it. Um, <laughs> So it is. Uh, and, you know, I, I wrote a song uh, on the last album called Pray to the Father. Mm -hmm. uh, it's as simple as pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. You know, mm -hmm. has that ever been sung? I, I didn't find it, you know, so there, <laughs> you know, um, so that's why I, I love it so much. It's, it's, it's new for me. Uh, it's fresh. And uh, I hope it, you know, it uh, administers to people. Well, you know, it's what re is remarkable is I'm talking with Jonathan Kane of Journey, uh, still playing at that band and still performing and doing dates and recording albums and, you know, dealing with all the press and everything that goes along with that. To be able to put out the kind of quality praise and worship music that you do is really a testament to the way God is working in and through you. How, how, long, how many days of the year are you on the road with those guys? Oh, boy, it's a lot. Uh, you know, uh, 50, 60, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of days. We're, 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 we have 38 shows It's 12 weeks is the next tour. Mm, wow. Uh, and last, last year I was out probably, you know, I don't know, half a year. I was only oh home half, half the year. I'm going to wow. try to cut back a little bit. Sure. Uh, but you know, I, you know, I'm in my seventies. I'm still feeling, uh, I have, you know, I have a few years left, um, but the worship keeps me young, I guess, um, yeah, yeah. that I'm able to, uh, you know, to sing to God uh, has always been, I guess I started out that way being a choir boy mm -hmm. and full circle there. I'm, I'm back singing to the Lord and, yeah. and what I, it, sometimes it was in Latin, you know, mm. and 
uh, it goes way back to the Gregorian chants, you know, that we used to do. Sure. And I'm very familiar with, um, as you know, being that choir boy singing, of course, going to classical conservatory, learning a lot of uh, the great. Right now, I'm in the middle of something that's really exciting. It's called the Gospel of Rock and Roll. Mm. And I'm doing a pilot where I'm hosting and we're tracing uh, where the church has influenced a secular music. Mm. Uh, area of, of church music affecting, you know, like you can listen to Journey lights and you'll hear the gospel harmonies right mm -hmm. those are those originated out of the church that's where that you know what i mean yeah and and the idea is yeah so it we'll see if it gets off the ground but I, but i had a chance to talk to the oak ridge boys and um to uh, the gatlin brothers and you know just amazing it, i keep running into this gospel thing so i i'm going to try to do a new uh, hymns record on my piano. I've got a piano next door, the Fazioli, and I'm going to record uh, my favorite hymns and sort of redo them uh, instrumentally uh, in, in a profound way. It's going to be I love great. It. I yep. love it. It's, well, you know, it, it, but there are so many projects that are starting to bubble to the surface now. I had John Carter Cash on the program last week, and he was talking about the Johnny Cash documentary and his dad, you know, and the, the, the faith and the, the ebb and the flow of that. And people yes. were just flocking to that movie. So, I mean, I can only imagine what you're talking about here, Jonathan, is kind of the uh, choir master of this whole gospel of rock project. I can't wait to see that. That's it. And, well, I noticed I said, see, it's I mean, got, I was... it's got legs, you know, and if we can get, uh, people to come forth and uh and share you know um their transparency mm -hmm. uh their faith and you know, and the roots and i know that you know i i believe my music came from the church you know I, I, it started in church and i was inspired uh by the harmonies and and the interplay with the priest and the choir and that whole you know echo in the big gothic church how that sounded and our voices just you 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 becoming one you know and and i, I think corporate worship singing is just so wonderful yeah every uh, loses their inhibitions you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If, if they want to sing even if they're off key they're still singing you know <laughs> right yeah and the beauty uh, uh of be, being one voice you know to god yeah and i always tell people and they say you know what about because i grew up as a my dad was a church choir director and so he used to strategically place the people who could read music around the people who couldn't and right. sometimes you know i i learned very quickly as long as the harmony sounds good in heaven you know then don't worry about what happens here because i yeah. mean god's listening to our hearts sing first and foremost rather than yeah. the other but it is nice when someone like jonathan kane shows up and he actually can sing <laughs> you know that is, <laughs> i love that too now i, I have to ask you a fun question because i know you, you mentioned your wife paula and you guys have you just celebrated your eighth wedding anniversary and congratulations for that um who's the better singer uh i think i am yeah and, so, and she would she agree yes okay uh, she, <laughs> she can carry a tune and and uh but she can preach you up a storm. I'll tell you she, what. That she can. That she can. Well, what a, what a wonderful marriage. What a wonderful testimony. And what a wonderful album. Jonathan Cain's been our guest today here on The Bottom Line. Christmas is Love is the name of the extended play Christmas album from Jonathan Cain. It's up at thebottomlineshow.com. Where again do we find you on social media, Jonathan? Uh, I'm on jonathancain.org. It's my worship uh, uh, ministry uh, mm -hmm. site, Jonathan org and then of course i'm i'm on instagram is uh, the jonathan kane and uh, jonathan kane twitter um 
yeah, you can see it all there. And I have a Facebook page, John McCain, and a YouTube channel that has got some great video on it. Love it. Well, the videos are well worth the effort as well as the the songs as well. And it's nice that you can actually post things on Twitter and it's not going to get taken down. So that's uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the Jonathan Kate, always a pleasure. Merry Christmas to you and Paul and the whole family from all of us here at the bottom line. Appreciate your time today. Merry Christmas to you, Roger. Well, it's always great to catch up with Jonathan Kane, and uh, so grateful we can feature his music here on the Bottom Line Show, and especially the new album, Christmas is Love. Uh, it's an extended play album that you can purchase at jonathancain.org. We've got that link up at thebottomlineshow.com. We don't make any money off that, of course. That's just that's where Jonathan sells his Christian music. Uh, but we do have a couple of digital downloads that we can give away for free of the entire album, and I'd love to give them to you. So let's open up the phone lines, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, that's the number to get you through to the bottom line. The new album from Journey keyboard player Jonathan Kane is a great reflection of the love of Christ at Christmas. It's called Christmas is Love, and I hope you enjoyed listening to Jonathan's uh, testimony here today, just talking about his faith and why he continues to do into his 70s, why he still does 50, 60, 70 days a year with Journey. They're going to be on the road with Toto uh, coming up in uh, uh, 2023. And if you like that kind of classic rock, Jonathan's your guy. But then the praise and worship music, uh, boy, I'll tell you, Jonathan's stuff is so good. And Christmas is Love is a great album. Got a couple of copies of this digitally to give away the links for the download. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We'll take a quick break, and as we continue, some good news for this Good News Friday for a church right here in the Central Valley uh, that was really under fire. Uh, it was very obvious to everyone around that there were churches that were being targeted during the COVID pandemic, and one of them was Calvary Chapel San Jose. They were looking at six-figure fines simply for violating the governor's ongoing restrictions on church worship gatherings during the pandemic. Of course, many churches were still meeting in defiance of the order, saying, look, I mean, Hebrews 10.25, let us not give up meeting together the way that some people are choosing to do so. But the governor went after these churches anyway. Uh, good news with regard to the California Supreme Court uh, and going after officials in Santa Clara County versus this church. That good news story coming up next as the bottom line continues. Ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive 6% CD alternative. This unique real estate-backed investment has continued to perform exceptionally well in good times and in bad. I just reviewed a client file, and it really felt bad because in reviewing the file, I realized that if they had followed the advice they had received, if they had put the money in the CD alternative, as I had recommended, they would have earned enough to build a church in Africa. Instead, the money is still in the bank, earning nothing but dust. I realized how important it is to know it's God's money and we're just a good steward of it. One simple idea on the CD alternative would build a church in Africa. Honoring God and their clients by stewarding their money well. Call 800-696-9970. That's 800-696-9970. Or fill out the contact form at kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. My thanks again to Jonathan Kane from Journey, the outstanding keyboardist, guitar player, and man, when you listen to his new Christmas album, Christmas is Love, you'll hear not only a gifted melody writer, I love these songs, 
But John's a good singer, too. I mean, he really does. He carries, he holds his own in Belton out of tune. Uh, Christmas is Love is the name of the new extended play album. It's a kind of somewhere between, you know, remember the old 45s that had one song on each side? This is longer than that. It's an extended play single version. But um, it's shorter than a full 10 to 15 song album. There's about five songs on there. And we've got a couple of digital downloads to give away for free here on Good News Friday. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Crystal's taking your calls. We'll take them up till the top of the hour. And if you do win one of the digital downloads, we're still going to send you a goodie bag anyway, right? I mean, it wouldn't be us if we didn't send you something, okay? So the, we'll make sure you get the link if you're the winner. Or what, we've got a couple. We might have three of these. I'm, you, you can tell I don't pay attention to the prizes that way. <laughs> I'm not doing the inventory. The ladies handle all that. Hey, uh, the good news story for uh, this half hour uh, focuses on one of the many rulings that uh, was handed down or has been handed down in recent months against the government of the state of California. Now, I, I have to admit, it's been a little surprising to see the number of people who listen to our program, especially from like the Bay Area and Central Valley, who will write in and say, hey, man, why, ease up on the governor a little bit. You know, we had a health crisis and he was doing the best he could and he wanted to make sure that people didn't, you know, at least large churches get together and, you know, the courts initially ruled in his favor and I really don't think we should be going after him like that. Okay, fair enough. I mean, that's that that is your opinion, and I'm grateful that you have written them out. And I, I also should point out too, and I mean this very sincerely. Um, I've worked for radio stations that've gotten email and angry letters from listeners, and sometimes you know they're written in all caps or you know whatever. The fact that every, the 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 notes that we get here, both encouraging and maybe exhorting, um, come and they're very well presented. I've always appreciated that. But in the case of the churches, I, this is where I'll, I'll respectfully disagree. In the case of the churches and the governor, the governor extended emergency orders right off the bat. You know, we've got to make sure that we don't have large public gatherings, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody stay home, don't drive. We get it. And it was wild for the first month or so to see the air cleaned. And some people were kind of, yeah, this is great. I don't have to go to work all the time. And, you know, we, we got it. As the pandemic continued to spread, though, or as the, the lockdowns continue to spread, they seemed a bit less in touch with reality. I saw a disturbing video the other day of a young man, he and his uh, look like wife or girlfriend, were at a place like a Trader Joe's or something. And they were wearing masks and a couple of people around them had masks on, but everybody else did not. And the husband just went off on someone. You could hear these kids in the background crying and screaming, and he's bullying the other family because they got near him without wearing masks. And I thought, oh, guys, come on. Come on, come on, come on. I mean... <laughs> Let, let's take let's tone it down a little bit. Are there are we going to see more cases on the rise at Christmas time? Well, the media will tell you yes, because by definition, people are going to Christmas pageants, they're going to church services, they're spending time with family, and so the media has decided that every time a large group of people get together, someone's going to have COVID and there's going to be a widespread epidemic. But they really don't always have the backing. I mean, back a couple of years ago when they were talking about it's back to school, watch out for the big spread. Many CDC people said, well, we just kind of figured they'd be going to football games and in classrooms, and we just thought, I mean, <laughs> it would be that way. There was nothing scientific. It was just logical. A lot of California churches shut down during the pandemic. A lot of California churches kept on going during the pandemic in violation of the restrictions that Governor Newsom put on church worship gatherings. Now, part of the reason why I don't mind heralding the cause of the churches that did 
uh, defy the orders is because the orders were all found to be illegal or unconstitutional. I mean, there were 47 different emergency executive actions that were initiated by Governor Newsom that were all thrown out by the courts. So while there were some initial lower court rulings in favor of what the governor was attempting to do by stopping the spread, or so he said ostensibly, he started making too many exceptions for some groups and not for others. So a business, for example, that had uh, like a restaurant, outdoor dining, but also had an indoor uh, capacity issue, could have up to 50% of their fire marshal stated, you know, the little sign you walk in, uh, max capacity, 247 people. Um, they could have up to 50% capacity in the restaurant, but the church service could only have 10%. If the issue is we've got to keep people apart, not have too many people, we've all waited in line at the stores, especially at those outlet places, where they say, well, we could only have 10 people in here at a time or whatever the number is. It's based on a metric based on square footage in the store. If that's the case, then people will wait in line for an hour or make reservations or, or do whatever. And quite frankly, once you get in the store, it's kind of nice to not have to bump into that many people. But the issue for most of these challenges was simply that the law was not being applied evenly and fairly. It was a case with the Archdiocese of Brooklyn, uh, talking about a couple of Catholic churches that were trying to hold mass. And the church could only have 10% capacity in the auditorium, up to like 100 people or in their, uh, their cathedral. Whereas a business right across the street could have up to 50%. Now, the church was holding mass once a week, twice a week. The business was open seven days a week. A number of faith-based groups got together and said, hold on, time out, this isn't right. I mean, first of all, you know, we meet once a week. Secondly, why do we only get 10% and everybody else gets whatever? Well, one of the churches that took issue with the governor's uh, uh, request, demand, if you will, was Pastor Mike McClure of Calvary Chapel, San Jose. Santa Clara County had, uh, had, had decided that uh, they had had enough of this. And when the governor put some uh, issues, basically what happened, there was a restraining order that was issued against the church gatherings in spite of the fact that the uh, county's guidance on October 13, 2020, um, indoor church gatherings were limited to either 25% of stated capacity or 100 people. There was an exemption for that same ordinance from schools, train stations, airports, medical facilities, malls, retail businesses, et cetera, et cetera. In August of 2022, Cal California's 6th District Court of Appeals ruled in favor of Calvary Chapel when they challenged the fact that, uh, that they, they, they felt that they were being treated unfairly. They referred to the, men, the uh, case that I just mentioned, the Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn versus Cuomo. Remember when Andrew Cuomo was governor of New York? Anyway, uh, the Supreme Court found in 2020 that the executive order from Governor Cuomo limiting houses of worship to small attendance uh, was unconstitutional because they allowed, quote unquote, essential businesses like campgrounds, garages and acupuncture facilities. That's quoting from the Supreme Court ruling to continue to admit as many people as they wanted to. The Supreme Court stated, quote, even in a pandemic, the Constitution cannot be put away and forgotten characterizing the worship restrictions as, quote, a strike at the very heart of the First Amendment's guarantee of religious liberty. So in November 2020, Pastor McClure told this congregation, there are people who are accusing us that we're trying to kill people, that we don't care about people, and that is the furthest thing from the truth. The worship space was built for 1,900 capacity, by the way, and they'd been having people around 600 or so. 
The county, Santa Clara County, was only limiting gatherings to 100 people at a time. So they challenged in court and basically they ruled in favor of Calvary Chapel. That was back in August, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. So then, of course, Santa Clara County decided to take it all the way to the California State Supreme Court. And guess what happened? Well, you're going to find out on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. When you're injured in an accident, you just want to be treated like a human being. But when you are denied what you need to make a quick and full recovery, it can feel dehumanizing. Stephanie Cover puts her clients total healing first, and that means fighting for a settlement that respects you as a human being. The insurance companies don't necessarily care about why you need a settlement, but they know that it means they will lose money. Stephanie will stand up for a dollar amount that values your life and the full process of your complete restoration. Even when the insurance companies are doing their best not to pay you, you have a leg up because Stephanie Cover used to work for those same insurance companies. Getting you well positioned for your full physical, financial, and spiritual recovery is Stephanie's goal in working with you. Save her number now or call 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Then fill out a contact form at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw. Stephanie Cover. she knows the other side. Welcome back to this Good News Friday edition of The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We're still taking your calls for the rest of this hour. I got a couple of digital downloads of the new Christmas album by Jonathan Cain of Journey. It's called Christmas is Love. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to The Bottom Line. It's a free digital download and a goodie bag, of course. Um, Santa Clara County went after Calvary Chapel of San Jose for violating Governor Newsom's ongoing restrictions on worship gatherings once the Supreme Court ruled two years ago this month that the, uh, those, uh, th- what happened in New York was unconstitutional. The Archdiocese of Brooklyn took on the governor and won. Then cases started piling in California using that Supreme Court precedent. Governor Newsom wound up losing six different times. Well, in one of the cases, though, Santa Clara County was the defendant in, or was the uh, plaintiff in the case because they were the ones actually trying to enforce the governor's order. And they wound up picking up a couple hundred thousand dollars in legal fees. So when they appealed, they, the Sixth Circuit ruled in favor of the church and the county wasn't necessarily going to you know, push on that. But they did file an appeal to the California State Supreme Court saying, put this thing in motion again, because not only do we think we're right, we think they should pay our legal fees. Well, basically what happened was the California State Supreme Court said, nope, we're not going to hear the case again. The ruling from the Sixth Court stands, number one, because the pastor was not forcing anyone to come into church in person. They went of their own volition. Number two, the California State Supreme Court then denied a petition by Santa Clara County that asked that Calvary Chapel pay their $217,500 in legal fees. So this is basically a win-win for Calvary Chapel, but it's also a win for religious liberty. It's also a win for us as American citizens, because even if you aren't a religious person, religious liberty means that you do not have to be forced to worship anything or anyone that you don't want to. I mean, the religious liberty guarantee of the First Amendment also means that you have the freedom to not worship anything. And I will fight to defend your right to do that tooth and nail, legally. Now, morally, of course, if you aren't a religious person, I would beg you to reconsider your sinful nature, my sinful nature, and what God's son did on the cross for us to pay the penalty for that sin. That's what we really celebrate 
at Christmas time. But for now, a couple of legal victories for Calvary Chapel San Jose, and that is definitely good news indeed. Hey, let's take a quick break. Our KCBC audience goes to Rabbi Schneider and Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Uh, but coming up for those who remain on the network, if you've ever wanted peace in your life and you've ever read one of those cool little devotional gift-type books from your favorite Christian bookstore, you're going to love this next segment. Jack Countryman is going to join me. Jack is the Jack and Jay Countryman uh, publishers. For the past 30 years, they have basically been the standard bearers for devotional books. And Jack has a brand new book out that's perfect for this time of year, uh, especially if you have been experiencing some of the anxieties that the rest of the world has been facing as well. Uh, Jack's brand new book, it's called The Miracle of Peace. You can find peace in every challenge you face. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Jack Countryman joining me next as The Bottom Line continues. Well, a special guest is joining me today here on The Bottom Line for a conversation about peace and the peace of God. And when you talk about uh, how it is possible to find it, uh, there's a possibility that you have been inspired by the work of Jack Countryman, the founder of Jay Countryman Gift Books. Uh, this is a guy who is a recipient of the Evangelical Christian Publishers, Publishers Association a Jordan Lifetime Achievement Award. He has been developing best-selling gift books like God's Promises for Your Every Need, God's Promises for Men and for Women, and the Red Letter Words of Jesus. His books have sold more than 27 million copies over the past 30 years, and he is the author of a brand new book called The Miracle of Peace. You can find peace in every challenge you face. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Jack Countryman. Welcome to The Bottom Line Show. Well, thank you. It's such a privilege to be on your program today, Roger. Well, and uh, just uh, get a chance to talk about uh, my favorite subject, the gift of peace. It is a gift, isn't it? There are a lot of people looking for it and trying to work really hard to get a certain measure of peace in their life. Of course, we know who the Prince of Peace is, and we celebrate his birth this time of year. But, but talk about the fact that there are so many scriptural sign points, if you will, toward finding peace, toward achieving peace, not worrying, things like that. And yet it seems like uh, fewer and fewer people are actually finding that in the world today. Except in your experience? Well, the Word of God clearly tells us that uh, God wants us to have peace. And in fact, uh, I, I might read the uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, where it mm -hmm. says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. So God really does want us to have a peace of heart and peace with him, as uh, if we'll just allow him to come in and bless us and guide us and lead us and get ourselves out of the way. Yeah, boy, isn't that the truth? Jack Countryman is with me today here on The Bottom Line. The brand new book is called The Miracle of Peace. You can find peace in every challenge you face. 52 different entries. Think of this as a one-year devotional, if you will, for, or you could read it on every day if you'd like, for helping to not only experience the the peace of God, but also to practice it as well. Uh, one of the entries you talk about is the fact that uh, when we talk, see people in the culture who are, are not living peaceably with all people, which is kind of against the scripture in Romans 12, it says, as much as it pertains to you, you encourage us to choose peace with each other, kind of make that your default position. Talk about why that's so important. Well, God truly wants us to be at peace with him, with other people, and with ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
we can come to know the peace of God when first we recognize our sin, receive his forgiveness, Amen. and name his son Jesus as our Savior and Lord. Then we put God first in our lives. We let him guide everything we say and do. We go to him for guidance, and we trust the promises we find in his word. There's just no other path to finding peace with God. Mm. Jack, how long have you been walking with the Lord? Oh, let's see. Now, I would say about uh, 75 years. Wow. That means you became a Christian as an infant, or you, was it later <laughs> in life that you became a no, Christian? No, I was about 18 years old. Wow. Okay, so 18, 75, uh, 93 years young this year, yes. and still proclaiming the peace of Christ. I think that's it's so wonderful. and. It's not easy to do, but when you choose the, the the peace path that you have just described for us, Jack Countryman, not only does it bring that peace, but it also brings the comfort of God's peace that comes along with it. Talk about why uh, experiencing that comfort is something that you can <clears throat> bring with you to every challenge that comes your way. Well, comfort and peace go hand in hand. You know, um, we struggle with our own shortcomings we struggle with our own problems in life instead of surrendering to the lord and turning everything over to him we try to handle everything ourselves mm -hmm. and when we do that you know when i try to live without jesus my shepherd and king i find myself lost and helpless but when I have Christ at the center of my life, I find that he enables me to do all things that he calls me to do. And he blesses me each day with a true sense of peace. Mm. I love that. I love that fact that this is a, a blessing and it's new every morning. It comes our way. And ironically, that passage about uh, God's mercies being new every morning, ironically coming from the book of Lamentations. So yes, it is in fact possible to experience the peace of God, even if you're feeling some, some real hardship. I'm talking with Jack Countryman today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called The Miracle of Peace. You can find peace in every challenge you face. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. One of the things about living with the peace of Christ, Jack, is I know that you would agree that it's in terms of finding what our mission in life, what our purpose in life is all about. Now, you have been in this part of the publishing world for about the past 30 years, but it sounds like God had a, a, another plan for you at some point earlier on in your life. Kind of take us on an overview, if you would, of the journey of Jack Countryman and how we got to this conversation where we are here today. Well, back in 1982, uh, I was um, quite a study, a, a studier of the Bible, and I decided to do a book, God's Promises for Your Every Need. Mm-hmm. And that book uh, was a study in scripture, topical-oriented scripture to the needs of people. What to do when, what the Bible has to say about, and, uh, and also uh, be able to turn to the Bible when you need to have real peace in your life. And that book has sold over 12 million. Mm. And I come to find out that people really want to know what God's word has to say about his promises. Well, I think the same thing is true about peace. People want to know what God has to say about peace. 
and what the, the, the peace that he offers them and how they can receive it. So we try to attack that in the miracle of peace. And I share with 21 people when they have found peace with God as they allowed him to control their lives, to guide their lives and lead their lives. In fact, uh, I have one of them here. This is yeah. this is this is Anne Graham Lotz, mm. Billy Graham's daughter. Yes, and she said, "My life's goal is to know God better today than I did yesterday, better tomorrow than I do today. I want my life to bring God glory. I want to know Him and make Him known, so that when people see me." They will want to know Jesus because of what they see of him in my life. Hmm. It's possible to achieve this goal if I'm sick or well, rich or poor, loved or rejected, young or old. I can also achieve it as I submit to surgery for cancer, or as I sit in a hospital waiting for chemotherapy, or as I lie on a radiation bed, I can bring God glory speaking at my father's funeral or kneeling at my husband's grave, or preaching from a podium, or fixing a meal for my family. So be encouraged. One day, we'll be all be in heaven where there will be no more hard places of death, disease, or disaster. Mm. No more tears, or grief, or sickness, or pain. All things are going to be wiped away, and everything will be made brand new. Best of all, our desires to know God will be fulfilled. We will not see his just his backside of God's glory. We will see his face, and that will be heaven, the ultimate gift of mm. peace. I love it. I love it. What a beautiful, thoughtful uh, entry with regard to the peace of Christ. Read by Jack Countryman, the words of Anne Graham Lotz, that uh, you'll find as one of the many entries in the brand new devotional book called The Miracle of Peace. You can find peace in every challenge you face. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Here's a hint. It would make a great Christmas gift, and there's still time to get one before December 25th. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, more of my conversation with Jack Countryman in just a moment. The Bottom Line continues. Call Dennis Wilson and his team today at 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. I get this comment a couple times a week. You know, should I stay in the market or should I get out? If you like the results of the last two years, stay in. If not, then we've got some great solutions to help you stop the bleeding, put the stitches in, and then go from there. I personally think that the current administration is going to continue the roller coaster of the market, and it's going to be especially hard for those who are living on a fixed income or nearing retirement. It's leading us down the road to where the huge majority of people who are studying what's going on think that a recession is almost here. And so with this administration we have, I would recommend you get away and stay away. Protect your resources in retirement with Wilson Financial Services. Call 800-696-9970. That's 800-696-9970. Or fill out the contact form at kbrightradio.com slash wilsonfinancial. Jack Countryman is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. You've read a Jay Countryman devotional book before. I know you have. 
And the newest one is called The Miracle of Peace. You can find peace in every challenge you face. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Jack, during the break, we were talking about uh, the fact that you have uh, played such a strong role in bringing devotional books like this to the forefront to where you could just say Jay Countryman and everybody knows what you're talking about. I know a lot of people talk about having a devotional time with the Lord, a quiet time, sometimes we call it. Um, talk about why it's important for us to do that, especially in the hurry up and rush, rush world that we're living in. Even people as we get a little bit older, maybe even retirement years, uh, still feel the pressure to try to squeeze in a few minutes with the Lord every day. Well, I believe that it's important to uh, spend time with the Lord because he wants to be involved in our lives. Mm -hmm. He wants to bless us. And he wants us to love him. And then he also wants us to love him in return. Mm. So it's just so uh, desperately important for us to be involved with Christ and allow him to shed his love, mercy, and grace on us. And um, it's just, I, I feel that when we spend time with the Lord, he changes us. Mm -hmm. He yeah. allows us to become more like him. And with most of us, that is very necessary. Yes, yes. We're so full of ourselves and what we want and the things that we want to do and the, how we want to live and all of that, that we just do not let the Lord come in and soak us up with his love mercy and grace and it's just we miss it and i think we miss the calling that he has for each of us because you know he has a calling for both you and me yes and everyone and if we'll just bow to it just ask him for it he will give it to us and bless us beyond all imagination mm far beyond what we could ever ask or imagine. That is for sure. Uh, Jack Countryman, my guest today here on The Bottom Line, and we're talking about the miracle of peace. You can find peace in every challenge you face. Uh, we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, one of the things that I am always intrigued with is the number of a dear friend who always will sign or greet, uh, you know, someone like with a text message, email, it doesn't have to be a letter, but it will usually start out by saying, peace of Christ or she'll sign it, peace of Christ. And I love that phrase. And yet when you hear about the, procl the proclamation of peace, oftentimes it's not always received, always received the way we kind of hope it will. Talk about why one of the miracles of peace is the fact that we can proclaim it and we can speak it into situations where it doesn't look like peace is even possible. You know, I have 21 different people who give me the experience of peace in difficult times in their lives. Uh, couple of others happened when they had uh, the chemotherapy and they had cancer. Mm -hmm. And the Lord just gave them the sense of peace anyway. Another one was uh, Brian Jorgensen and Brian's lost his wife due to an uh, automobile accident. Mm. And during that time, he just... Uh, accepted the fact that the Lord was her time to come and the Lord just showered him with peace. And so I want people to understand that even though you face difficulties in life, God really wants you to have 
and the peace that passes all understanding. Amen. If you'll just surrender and let him be the Lord and master of your life. That is such a great encouragement. Uh, Jack Countryman is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, and the book is called The Miracle of Peace. We've got a link for it up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, let's talk about what it means to spend time with the Lord in prayer and devotion, studying God's Word, using a devotional book like yours, The Miracle of Peace. Oftentimes, we will cry out to God, and some people wonder, gosh, am I crying out to the Lord and maybe offending Him, or is He not turning an ear to, 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 to my cry? We know in Scripture that God always hears our cries. But at the same time, though, there are times when God speaks to us, and it might not always be a peaceful moment in terms of, you know, we want comfort, we want peace from him, but he'll speak to us very directly and plainly. Talk about why it's important in our devotional times, Jack Countryman, to hear those words as well. Well, you know, God wants to get our attention. <laughs> yeah, And particularly if we're straying away and not spending time with him, loving him, and letting him be the Lord and master of our lives. And so he will enter into us and through a difficult time that we may have, he will ask us, do you love me? Mm. Do you really care for me? Do you really want me to be the Lord and master of your life? Or do you want to run your life yourself? You know, surrender is a, a tough thing for people to do because they say, well, I, I can manage myself. I can do this. I can do that. <laughs> yep. But when we just surrender ourselves totally to the Lord, he comes in and showers us with his love. And he gives us the peace that passes all understanding. Yes. And that is a gift that most all of us crave and really want if we'll just let him do it yeah we have to be willing to believe that he can and then to receive it when he does uh, jack countryman is my guest today here on the bottom line and we're talking about his new devotional book called the miracle of peace you can find peace in every challenge you face we have a link for the book up at the bottomlineshow.com jack there is someone listening to our conversation right now who says I just want peace. I'm not, I don't want anything else. There's been so much turmoil in the world and my life with my job or my family or whatever. I just want peace. And one of the entries you have in your devotional book, The Miracle of Peace, actually says, well, basically, don't forget, God wants to bless us. It's more than just the peace of Christ. It's There, there are blessings, abundant blessings, too. Talk about how we can bring our battered and bruised soul and our heart before the Lord, seeking peace and then having the capacity to receive a blessing that goes along with that. First of all, you must surrender. You must get yourself out of the way. We're all so full of ourselves and our own desires and ambitions yeah. and what we want that we never allow the Lord to be the Lord and master. Hmm. So you must surrender to the Lord, first of all, and then when you do surrender, you must be willing to listen to him. Mm. Listening to the, and you must be willing to ask him for guidance. You must be willing to surrender your will to his will. And if you do those things, he will come in and give you a joy that you can't imagine. 
He will bless you with his love, mercy, and grace. And he will teach you what you ought to be and how you ought to live and what is important to you. Ask yourself, what is really important to me in my life? Is the Lord an important part of my life? And if not, why not? Mm. After mm. all, he died on the cross for you and paid the penalty so that you stand for the Lord. And the Lord looks down on you through Jesus Christ and sees you perfect. It's all because of Jesus Christ that you are perfect before the Lord because right. he paid the penalty for your sin. And that is worth remembering, and that is worth putting in your heart and understanding that the Lord loves you with an everlasting love. Mm. That he does. And those are words to meditate upon day and night, and especially in our times of devotion. And if you're looking for a new devotional book for yourself, if you're looking for one that would be a helpful resource, maybe for someone else in your world, I can't recommend enough the classic work now by Jack Countryman called The Miracle of Peace. You can find peace in every challenge you face, 52 devotions to help you experience the peace of Christ and to experience the blessing of God as well in that receiving of that gift. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll be giving away a copy in just a moment. But first, I want to thank Jack Countryman for blessing us today with the peace of Christ through everything you've written about, everything you've shared, the a few select stories. Of course, there are more of them in the book, The Miracle of Peace. But Jack, thank you for the, the tremendous blessing of peace that you have given to the body of Christ these many years with Jay Countryman. And may God continue to bless you and your family with many more years of peaceful existence here uh, before we all gather together with him one day. Thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Well, thank you for having me. It's been my privilege. And may the people who buy the book truly find peace that only God can give. Well, what an honor and what a joy and privilege to uh, spend time with Jack Countryman, 93 years young, today here on The Bottom Line. Great, He's very articulate. Uh, the book is called The Miracle of Peace. You can find peace in every challenge you face. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And we have not one but two copies of this book to give away. And think about it. Today's December 9th. We'll pop these things in the mail out to you probably early next week. And if you'd like to use one of these as a Christmas present, I highly recommend you do. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number that gets you through to the bottom line. Again, Jack Countryman's book called The Miracle of Peace, a great devotional. You can find peace in every challenge you face. 52 different entries and one for every week of the year. Uh, what a great resource to have on hand as we start 2023 uh, with uh, peace in our hearts and the joy of the Lord on our lips. The Miracle of Peace by Jack Countryman. You can find peace in every challenge you face. Two copies we're giving away right now. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. You know, one of the things I love about the ministry of preborn is that in addition to the the actual practical things that we talk about, the fact that women come in for a free ultrasound and a free pregnancy test, and once they see that ultrasound, 83% of the time, a woman who sees the ultrasound and hears the baby's heartbeat for the first time is going to say, that's my son, that's my daughter, I can't wait to be a mom. Or they're going to say, wow, that is a baby that's just so beautiful, and I can't wait to release this child for adoption. Now, obviously, there's a third option that's legal in the People's Republic of California. But the beautiful thing about preborn is more hearts and minds are being changed by simply showing mom and dad 
the image of the baby. But it's more than just that. Of the 56,000 pregnancy tests that were given last year, of the 25,000 babies saved at preborn clinics, just through the first six months of this year, do you know how many women are also giving their hearts to Jesus Christ? Nearly 200 women per week. That's over nearly five, more than 5,000 decisions for Christ this year alone. Pro-life, pro-baby, pro-mom, pro-gospel. We're saving more than just babies. We're saving souls with preborn. Your $28 donation makes that happen for one child. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. Call now. My thanks again to Jack Countryman, the Jack Countryman that you know maybe as J Countryman Publishers. If you've got a devotional book at home, those little small, square little guys, um, <laughs> take a look at the label. If it says J Countryman, you just heard from him. Jack is the author of the book called The Miracle of Peace. You can find peace in every challenge you face. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. 52 inspiring real-life faith stories that uh, he mentioned, Anne Graham Lotz and, and so many others. A great gift and a great resource. And we are giving away two of them today. 800-227-5278-800-227-5278-800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. Crystal and uh, Teresa have been busy today taking those calls first for the Jonathan Cain Christmas album and, and then for this book by Jack Countryman. You know, the thing about peace, the first, very first entry in this book really got to me. Because I wonder how many times, I mean, this has been a very stressful year for a lot of people. It's been a very active year, I know, in our family. Uh, well, three weeks from today is uh, December 30th. It'll be the final broadcast of 2022. And something that has become a bit of a tradition in the Marsh family uh, is going to be a tradition here on the Bottom Line Show. It was on December 30th, 2019, the day before Lisa and I got married that I invited her to come to the studio. She'd been here before, but we actually went in, put the headphones on, and we recorded, I think, about a half hour, maybe an hour, a full hour, of the two of us just talking about how we met and uh, you know how God brought us together and wh- what we were looking forward to in our married years. The following year, December 31st, we did an anniversary program, and we were on for another hour and uh, kind of talked about how COVID had impacted things and whatever. Then that... 2021 is when we streamlined the program, went to 90-minute release, and so that's last year Lisa and I did the whole show together on our anniversary, and it was it was a ton of fun. People have talked about it and how much they liked it and really enjoyed it. So three weeks from today, for those of you who are new to the broadcast, my wife, my wife Lisa will join me in studio, and we'll do our now fourth annual retrospective, uh, well, third annual retrospective. The first time we was just like, hey, everybody, this is Lisa, we're getting married. And uh, it's amazing because when I think about how long the program, we're in our 12th year now, Lisa and I have been married for a third of that time. And I went through a divorce, she did too, and uh, they were biblical divorces, which still, I mean, that makes it biblical in God's eyes. It doesn't make it any easier uh, to go through for either party involved. But to see how God has uh, brought us together and has kind of walked us through so many different things, uh, it's really encouraging. And um, the reason I bring up my lovely wife is when I think about the miracle of peace and finding peace and <clears throat> every challenge you face, that is something that we have, uh, we were just having a conversation after the program a couple of days ago, um, discussing the fact that for all the craziness in the world, all the things that don't make a lot of sense, all the things that uh, have come to fruition that we would consider to be downright evil, it's amazing how the peace that passes understanding 
can permeate your hearts and your lives and how it has impacted us and our families and and how sometimes our families kind of look at us and go i who are you <laughs> because you've got this kind of peace and tranquility that we don't have and we would really love to be you know a part of that too well that's the good news of the gospel is that anyone can have this peace Anyone who believes by the power of the Holy Spirit that they've received the gift of faith that allows them to receive the gift of salvation can have this peace. You know, we hear the expression, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Well, the peace of Christ is available for everyone on one condition. And that condition is that we acknowledge our sinfulness, that we respond to the offer of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, and that we join him in the waters of baptism and we fellowship with our brothers and sisters at the table of only communion. And this Christmas, it's my prayer for you, for you if you're needing a refreshment of your faith, if you've got a family member that may be wandering away from the faith and you're you're praying for them, or maybe you found this show, this program, and you're hearing about this and saying, I want peace. I absolutely want peace. You can have it. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Believe that God sent him to pay the penalty for your sin. Now, I realize that if God has not given you ears to hear, that's not going to make any sense to you. But if he has, then know that when you pray and say, Lord, I want that peace. I want my sins to be forgiven and my peace to be restored. That he will do so. Not because we're worth it, not because we deserve it, but because he loves you and he wants you to have that precious gift. That is the good news of Christmas, and that's the bottom line.